This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with True Colors Brewing. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us, we have Spree, the Assistant Director of Marketing, and Kevin, a brewer at True Colors. We're going to talk about their unique mission, how they are working towards ending violence on the street, and, of course, their beer. Guys, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you, guys. Absolutely. It's a great mission. Yes. Yeah. We're going to get dig really into it. It is. You know, we face some uh, – our show, when it's broadcast on the radio, is typically on conservative talk radio stations. And a lot of craft beer drinkers are, are not conservative politically, but – we always say beer is either nonpartisan or bipartisan. You know, you don't have to have a political party to enjoy a beer. Everybody can come together. Whether you're celebrating, whether you're mourning, have Bo- a beer. Both or neither. Yeah, yeah. celebrating right. or mourning. It's both or neither. It is, absolutely. Now, guys, you are enjoying right now your beer, and we're going to just start off with that. Um, True Light, True Colors yeah. Brewing, right now the one beer that you do. Tell us, Tell us about that beer and why you decided to start with that. Well, uh, True Light's a light lager, um, so it's the most, I think, easy beer to rally around. Uh, it's approachable to um, people who aren't big beer drinkers, and it's a nice, easy-drinking beer that the seasoned craft beer drinker still uh, still goes after every now and then. Crushable. Right. Crushable. That's it, man. That's what we've that's said before. We call them drinking beers. It's, you know, it's not this 14% stout, which we love. Oh yeah, the big stout. Yeah, but sometimes you want to sit down and you know you want to have a bite to eat with friends. You don't want to overthink the beer. And as craft beer nerds, we can do that. You know, you're you're looking for the different notes that are in here, but just having a good light lager, good drinking beer where you don't have to think about it. And you can focus on the conversation or whatever else is going on. I think that's becoming more and more popular there. You know, it's a beer that can really just bring people together. Right. Absolutely. Very. Good it's stuff. unoffensive. It's it's it's. Tastes good, it's refreshing, and it's not going to irritate anybody with hops or, you know, a lot of alcohol. Yeah. So something to be said for that, you know? Right. Yeah. Now, Spree, before you got involved with True Colors, and we'll we'll step into that story here in a minute, but were you a beer guy? Uh, honestly, I can't say I was. I never, okay. I, I remember Budweiser commercials and stuff like that, right. but I hear you that I was real big on beer. How do you like uh, True Light? Be honest with us, man. How, how is True Light? <laughs> I, honestly, uh, I've, I've been here a while, so my appreciation for beer culture has, has gave me a different outlook. You know, the hard work, the science, the culture. So I, I appreciate it way more than I used to. And, yes, the only beer I do drink, drink is True Light. Okay. There so you go. Have you, have you tried a pastry stout, one of those giant stouts that – Maple syrup and about fourteen percent or something like that. I'm still. I I tried a bunch of beers doing a lot of focus labs coming up, but honestly, I still got a lot of uh trying like IPAs and stouts. Yeah, that's we did. uh, We haven't done it in a long time, but we homebrewed a good bit. And one of our friends in the neighborhood used to come over, and he loved trying all the crazy beers that we had. You know, the sour beers, the big hoppy IPAs, the stouts. 
But every time he came over, he came toting a 12 pack of Bud Light. And he <laughs> said, he said, guys, he's like, I love trying all these beers. I really do. But I really just enjoy kicking back and having my Bud Light. We're like, rock on then, man. You know, enjoy it. That guy reminds me so much of the people that when I was smoking more cigars and hanging around with people that smoke cigars, guys were smoking cigars and would take a break from it to smoke a cigarette. He, that guy kind of yeah, reminds me right. of that. Exactly. <laughs> they just really love that one thing. So, you know yeah. what? They, it's good, good for them, right? Right. Yeah. Now, Kevin, how about you? Are you a, a beer guy, so to speak? Uh, yeah, definitely a beer guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what outside of uh, your beer, what are some things you enjoy? Well, I've kind of, you know, I've been in the business for a while, so I'm, I'm a little IPA'd out. But uh, I like uh, I like good German lagers and sure. uh, Belgian beers and European continental styles these days. I've kind of regressed in a way uh, my my tastes from big barrel aged styles and heavy uh, hops and IPAs, uh, maple maple brown ales and things like that. That's just regular beer. <laughs> I, think it, I think it comes with uh, being a dad and getting old. It's yeah. it's great timing. That's where the market's heading. You couldn't yeah. you couldn't have picked a better time to come out with a light lager, basically. Than yeah, now, exactly. really, or like thirty years ago. Either either now or thirty years ago. So you picked the right time. Yeah, either nineteen ninety two or twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. One of the two. <laughs> one of those two, yeah. and you picked the right one. Great years. Exactly. Good years. Yeah. Good years. Now you guys are in Wilmington, North Carolina. Is that right? Right. So we know we know the Raleigh beer scene. We know, of course, Asheville. Uh, has a, a very big beer scene there. How's the general beer scene in, in the Wilmington area? Ooh, it's pretty, it's pretty actually good. Quite, quite getting quite well developed. Um, mm-hmm. We have some okay. really good breweries here. Um, they've all been really supportive of uh, of us and our mission. A lot of them help help each other out. Um, I actually came from a local brewery here um, to come work over here, um, where I was actually a head brewer, and uh, just really like the mission here and uh, like the people and. Uh, Really enjoyed uh, coming over and making the switch over here. Very cool. About how many breweries do you have in that area right now? I think in Wilmington proper is about 14 or 15 with a couple on planning and and probably another five, six on the outskirts. Okay. Some good options there. Yeah. 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 I mean, you get up around those numbers. Somebody's going to, you'll find something you like out there. And they're all solid people. Yeah. Yeah. Good Good stuff. Awesome. Well, Tim, I think it's time for us to get into the beers of the week. Brian. As always, great list of beers to get into here. What? So we've got, you know what, a beer that was recently sent to us. We want to uh, thank the brewery for sending out Rupee Premium Lager Beer. Now, Brian, catch this, because this hit something we're into. This beer was formulated to drink while eating spicy foods, especially like a spicy Indian curry. Oh, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. so we don't have any curry yet, but we're going to sample this one, see how that beer is, and we'll pair it up with some uh, curry later. And then this Kevin, speaking of these these other drinking beers here from one of our local crafts, Good Word Brewing that we love. We have Divine Intervention, which is a rice lager. So we're going to get nice. into that. Enjoy that some. Uh, from Boulevard, Brian, you just happened to find we were we were talking about this beer recently. Last week, yeah. And it had been discontinued for a while, yeah, correct? That's right. But Boulevard's Chocolate Ale is back. You found a bottle of yep. that. So we're going to get into that. And we have from Equilibrium Experiment. And enlightenment, man. There's intervention. There's divine intervention. That's and right. Enlightenment, but that's a double IPA. So it's we're going to get into that and see what that's about. Semi-intentional theming here, but not really. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> you just wanted to drink the beers, pretty right? much. Yeah, pretty much. Good stuff. Well, that's what we'll get into, and uh, we want to thank our friends at the Nest for uh, sponsoring the segment. Uh, as we always talk about, we were just talking with Spree just before we got on the air here about the wings. 
Yes. So we always preach that gorgeous patio and the weather is getting that way. Actually kind of warm in my house today, Brian. Yeah. yeah. Got up in the seventies, got a little sweaty in my office there, but uh, they've got a gorgeous patio. They're doing brunch on Sundays now, and uh, they've got an overloaded Bloody Mary that you can enjoy out on the patio. And you know what? Bring your dog along, send him out there. He can't have oh, a yeah. Bloody Mary, but he'd probably enjoy the patio. They might be able to throw something in a, a dog bowl for him. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe. <laughs> he'll work it out. Sure enough. Well, Brian, what's happening this week in the news? All right. So good news for anybody looking to change their hairstyle. Natural Light is offering to cover the cost of your next haircut just as long as that haircut is a mullet. And uh, they'll give you free beer every month. You keep that haircut through the end of the year. To enter, all you have to do is get the haircut, post a, a photo of it to social media, and use the hashtags Natty Vintage and Sweepstakes. And you have to do it before March 31st. So if you're party in the front, no, party in the back and business up front, you're good, good to go, possibly, for beer for, throughout the year. So. Isn't our buddy uh, Nate Sheber from uh, Cherry Street, isn't he rocking the mullet now? We need to let him know so we can get him some Natty Yeah, light. yeah. yeah. Are, are either of you guys thinking about getting a mullet, you know, get a little free beer? Yeah. The pass. They said pass. I got nothing but the monk going on under here. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Now, I, got <laughs> I got the leaves, man. I it's not going to happen, yeah. huh? All That's right, it. all right. I just thought I'm I'd kinda, check. I'm kind of thinking the monk mullet, though, might be an ex, a next level kind of thing, though. So, I was going to say, you, yeah. could, you could get hair plugs. It'd be a lot really expensive for a free Natty get Light, a, but a, whatever. Get you know? hair plugs just yeah. to get. A mullet. Years worth of Natty Light's about the same price. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. So according to AmericanCraftBeer.com, a brewery in Canada is opening the world's largest beer spa. The Muskoka Beer Spa will open in April, and it will include woodland cabins complete with beer taps and Wi-Fi, four saunas, a relaxation pool, a forest beach, out, outdoor cabanas, and three restaurants on the property. But probably the most interesting thing is the idea of soaking in beer while you drink fresh beer. Brian, that sounds fascinating. We'd love to hear more, but we're going to need to take a break. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we'll be back with True Callers right after this. Cobb County, Georgia is home to 19 great breweries, distilleries, meateries, cideries, and wineries. This March, Cobb Travel and Tourism brings you Bubbles and Brews Craft Beverage Month. Visit participating locations and get your brew pass stamp, sample unique brews, and win sweet prizes all month long. Make sure to get double stamps on Bubbles and Brews event nights and vote online for your favorite brews. Celebrate with Cobb's best craft beverage makers throughout the month of March. Get more info now at bubblesandbrews.com. It's great to see our community coming back to life. The cold weather is fading away, and it's time to enjoy the greatest patio in Kennesaw. Join us at The Nest and spend some time with family, have a beer with a neighbor, or simply celebrate the end of another day. Make a reservation at thenestkennesaw.com for Sunday brunch and enjoy an overloaded Bloody Mary. At The Nest, you'll find smiling faces, great barbecue, and 48 taps of local craft beverages. Don't forget, our outdoor space is perfect for your four-legged best friend. We look forward to seeing you soon at The Nest. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show Shake it back. welcome back to the beer guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you miss the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on the podcast park and all popular and unpopular podcasting apps now let's get back to true colors true colors brewing uh spree we we kind of start off just chatting about beer and stuff in general but we want to lay the foundation here true colors brewing 
big mission there. How did True Colors get started? Well, um, a couple of years back, let's say about six years, maybe and a half, um, a teenager was um, shot on the south side of Wilmington. And uh, when this hit the news, uh, it kind of hit the way well, no kind of. It got to George Taylor, which is the founder of True Colors. But then he was just the CEO of Untapped, which is like a beer like data database like platform um that's pretty known uh, around um the US pretty it's a pretty big company but he was uh, a serial entrepreneur at this point and he had heard of the shooting but he was unaware of game so when he first um heard of the shooting he was like oh, well, how is this possible that shootings are going down in his city in broad daylight and someone was murdered so being that he was a serial entrepreneur his mind started to race on how can I learn more about this and how can we figure out how to stop it? So that led him on a series of trips with um, the district attorney here in Wilmington. And he met with a couple of um, guys that was known as well-known gang members here in order to talk to them more about what, you know, proactive things we could do to stop it. And kind of long story short, guys, he, he developed a relationship with a couple of guys who are the founders um, that worked with him and he learned kind of what really was the root cause of a lot of the uh, problems going on. So he came up with a solution, um, which was true colors. Um, and it was kind of a no brainer being that he works with a beer database, um, and, and beer creates so many jobs, um, for guys. So it kind of fell into it that way. Okay. That's, I mean, yeah, an unfortunate story, but good so that someone took action. You yeah, know, based took- on that, because I mean, a lot of people say, oh, what can I do? You know, I wish I could make a difference or something, but it sounds like he said, you know, I'm going to. He put his money where his mouth it. is, basically. Is that yeah. the, that's the phrase. Yeah, exactly. So. so how what was the uh, what did he determine was the underlying causes? Of, are there too many to even get into? Uh, no, it's, it's we got it down to two main things, the lack of economic opportunity and societal exclusion. So uh, with the lack of uh, opportunity and jobs. You, you you get violent, you know. So that's pretty much um what we all knew it was and, and came to understand. I got now when you say societal exclusion, can you expand a little bit on, on what that means? Um, you know, just just for example, going in, in any community you can immediately um point out the hoods. Okay. So if you go in any hood any community and point out the hood and the good and the bad section as they would call it. Right. That's what we would call societal exclusion, being put in areas and being deprived of certain, you know, things. Right. Because people see the hood, you automatically have an image in your head of what that area is about. And so if you're already, if you have a preconceived notion there, and then you add the lack of economic opportunity, it doesn't make for a great environment. And right. I, I assume it's a, a lack of feeling welcome in other areas. I mean, I, I you weren't really much of a beer drinker prior to this, but the Going based on what other people have said, did they feel welcome in breweries in, in, in Wilmington? Or was that kind of like a no-go type of situation? You just didn't go there? Honestly, it was just we just didn't go. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Just in the community just, just to do. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned Untap. Brian's addicted to that. Thing. Yeah. Got he's, so he's, he's helping to keep that thing going because yeah. he's, he's got to check the beer in. He's got to check the beer in there. I forget so. how many thousands of check-ins I've got. Is it yeah. 6,000? Big, big thing there, or right? 10 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I've, right. I've got all the fun batches and whatnot. Exactly. And I thought it was interesting. I didn't realize that when we started this that, uh, that George Taylor was involved in Untapped. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Right. 
But yeah, uh, absolutely. Also, I can see where he's getting some of the funds to get a project like this going because Untap did very well. You know, when I remember when Untap launched and it was neat. You know, we thought, oh, this is kind of cool, but there's a lot of little apps that are cool that just never go anywhere. To see what Untap did, where you know it really took off across the country, and I think I saw the UK is a big Untapped user now, like even more so in some time in some cases than some US users. But yep. you know, that's a, so that's cool. But uh, Spree, how did you get involved with True Colors? Um, well, honestly, uh, I was in federal prison when I first heard about True Colors, and to be honest, I, I you know. You can't make stuff up like this out of a movie script, you know, in a book. And I heard about it. It's like, there's no way a brewery hiring, you know, gang members to do something about it. Because right. as a a leader before True Colors, we always wanted a way to help, but you never really have a way to help. So this, you know, I learned about it from some of the founders before I came home. And uh, I worked with a couple of temp agencies before the first apprentice class was uh, formed. And they brought me right in shortly after like a year and being home out of federal prison. And they felt like I would be a great candidate because of my leadership. Um, and, you know, they told me about it and I, I joined the mission. Awesome. And I don't know if we've said this directly yet, though, as we what talked the about is. the foundation, but True Colors hires gang members. Uh, mm-hmm. Like 80 percent of the staff at True Colors is is active, active gang yeah. members. Is that correct? Right. And that, you know, I want to dive into something because it kind of crossed. My two paths here. You talked about, you know, being in prison and coming out and seeing the opportunities here. Uh, when I'm not drinking beer and talking on the radio, I'm a recruiter. And that's my, been my day job for like 20 years. And just last week, I had a gentleman who had excellent experience, military veteran, military training. And in 2018, he had some trouble and he had uh, a felony conviction. I can't place him with a lot of my companies because of one thing this man did in 40 years, you know, that he had one little. He has one criminal charge on there, and it's keeping him from getting a good job. Seriously. How much does that play in to the challenges there? When you come out, you you mentioned you were in federal prison. When you come out, what are the job opportunities to you there? Uh, Honestly, man, it's tough because, you know, they they look at the tattoos, and, uh, of course, they run your background, and you get told, oh, well, we're not looking for someone, or we'll give you a call back. So you end up going to temp agency at the temp agency hoping to um, get an opportunity and, and, and it's tough, man. You know, uh, it just, it just takes for you to be understanding of what they're already looking, I guess the stereotype, because that's what I right. was on. I knew they looked at me this way. So I tried to stay positive and just keep filling out applications and just stay proactive. But it's, it's tough, man. It, it's, it's definitely tough. Gotcha. Do you mind sharing personally what true colors has done for you as an individual being there and the changes that you've seen from that? Oh, yes, it's done, honestly, from day one to uh, having what we call beyond-the-block experiences, which is part of our onboarding um, process. It's just getting guys, what I experienced coming in, which is guys I would never usually be around, which is opposing games, just going out and doing things like paintball and paddleboarding and all types of stuff we've done together and then learn more about myself through, like, um, opening myself up for therapy. and uh teaching me about credit, establishing relationships with banks, uh, whether that's getting a house or budgeting, or just financial literacy, period. And um, just offering me help for mental and emotional things that I might have been through through prison and coming up in the streets. They offer, I can't say nothing but good things about what I've been um, given the opportunity to change, you know, and and, uh, 
it's just been amazing experience. And I think That's I incredible. saw Spree with, with True Colors. This isn't just a job at a brewery. I saw there's, I think you have a gym on site, correct? There's fitness classes, nutrition classes. If I saw correctly, I think there's meals, like discount Discounted meals available. Meals. Yeah. And you've got, we've already talked, you've got a really cool studio there. So yeah. <laughs> they are doing more beyond just, here's a job for you. We'll give you a job. There's more to it than that. Yes, yeah, way more to it than that. In order, in, you know, the social mission is just as important as selling beer. They both coexist in the same space. And we try to do a lot to kind of hit on the issues that guys have coming off the street because it's not a typical hiring process. And we care about the guys a lot. So it takes for you to help them strip themselves of the limiting, the limiting beliefs they have. Because even if you give guys the opportunity, if they don't feel they deserve the opportunity, they'll squander it. Right. A okay. The, a lot of the processes we have in place was to take away those limiting beliefs and make them believe in themselves that they can even accomplish um, what, what we're doing. That's awesome. That Good is stuff. great. We need to take a break, but we've got a lot more to talk about. We'll be back very soon with more from Two True Colors Brewing. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our great radio affiliates, KFAR 660 AM and 97.5 FM in Fairbanks, Alaska. Catch Beer Guys Radio on KFAR every Saturday at 12 AM. Now let's get back to True Colors. True Colors Brewing. Kevin, we, we just left you out of it last segment. Spring and I were there talking. It just got rolling. But we want to know, how did you how did you find out about True Colors Brewing, and how did you get involved with the brewery? Um, I actually reached out to them when I heard about them like three years ago. They were just a, uh, uh, a thought project at, at that time, essentially. Uh, I just reached out to them on, on social media, I think Facebook, and uh said, hey, I think this is a real cool project. You know, if there's anything I can do to use my white privilege to help you guys out in some kind of a way, um, let me know. And then they all came in for uh, a tour, I remember. Uh, we, uh, they were, it was, it was incredible, actually. It was like, here's like, you know, gangsters rolling in 20 deep into my suburban brewery. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that lyric before, I think. That's it. Yeah. That's in a song, right? Yeah. No, it was incredible. But what impressed me the most was um, their enthusiasm for what they were going to do. It was infectious. Um, so I, I, I couldn't help but not be involved. And um, I even uh, developed an internship program with one of their uh, guys that wanted to know more about production um, press. Um, and he worked with me for a little while. We trained him from washing kegs to cleaning tanks, dumping yeast, harvesting yeast. and 
you know, cellaring and that kind of stuff. And, um, and eventually he got too involved with here. So, uh, and then, uh, they told, he actually told me they were hiring. <laughs> All right. There you All go. Right. Good stuff. Now yeah, make a change with, with, uh, true colors. I did see that, um, I believe it's Miller Coors has an investment, has some, some capital in there. Do you, is True Colors, would, do you consider yourself a craft brewery or, or just a brewery? We're a brewery. Because I know that beer likes to put labels on these things. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard for me. I've always been a craft brewer my entire life. Um, and I've brewed for over a decade in various places. But for me, I think the question is really, does it matter? Right. The, the point is of this place is that it's a social mission. The beer is just to, to finance that. To finance the 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 social mission of it, okay. the right opportunity, economic opportunity for these guys. So I'm here just as a support role. Gotcha. That and, makes sense. And see, it ties back in. He he was saying he's got the monk do up top, and the monks <laughs> brew beer just to support the monastery. Yeah, there you go. So this is all coming together. You're here. a monk. This you is should, all coming together. Should man, file to so. be a Trappist brewery. We'd be the second oh, in the United right. States, right? Yeah. And, uh, my grandma's from Belgium. And we drank Belgian beer growing up all the time. Perfect. Right. It's all it's all coming together. Right? Maybe they could be a trap music brewery. A trap right? music brewery. It's like did yeah. you say did you say trappist? You're like eh, not exactly. Not quite. Not quite close, nearly. Close. nearly. <laughs> is there any intentions for the brewery to brew other beers? Do you want to expand the, the portfolio or is it again you said it's not so much about that, it's just brewed to finance the brewery? Yeah, absolutely. I think we got some exciting things coming down the pipeline that I'm not quite sure I can talk mm-hmm. about yet. But okay. uh, Spree's uh, excited about it, so yeah. all right, cool stuff pretty, coming. Pretty, gotcha. Pretty excited. I'm pretty. Yeah. Pretty well, if you can give us a little hint there. Yeah. Give us a little breaking news here on Beer Guys Radio. Yeah, just a, just a little. A little bit. bit. Oh, maybe it's just some sort of a collaboration. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you, there go. you go. Cool. Yeah. You know that was one of the questions we were going to ask about collaborations, yeah. but you know, yeah. not not divulging what you are brewing. What kind of beers would you like to see you brew eventually? You know, like down the road. What What do you think? What do you think would be a good True Colors beer style? I think um, I think to reach out beyond the the light blogger crowd, I think we should probably end up. And I mean, this is just me talking. Um, you know, get something with a little bit of hops in it, a little bit of uh, flavor in it, either a session IPA or a, a lower ABV sort of uh, IPA, maybe in the five five range, something like that. It's more approachable. Just to branch out from the from the light lager crowd and get into the hands of people who are um, just a little bit skeptic about light lagers in general. Okay. We've had a, there's been a lot of discussion around that now because of the style cold IPA that's come out. Have you seen, have you, you seen these? See, that's it, man. That's it. So, you know, and I don't recall who it was, but I, I reached out to one of the brewers on, uh, I think Twitter. And there is the people that brew the cold IPAs. There is a defensiveness that this is not a hoppy lager. <laughs> This is not yeah. an IPL. It's a, you know. A, I don't think there's anything wrong with a hoppy lager or, uh, or an no, IPL. But people don't, people don't respect go that. after those. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, they don't come into it. But we had, uh, we talked to uh, Fossil Cove Brewing on our show last week out of Arkansas. And their session IPA was one of my favorites. It was light, bright, had some hoppy character to it. A good citrus note and a little uh, resinous pine. But a very, still a very crushable, drinkable beer. Yeah, it was so, very, very much so. You know, it's something that you could kind of step it up to the next level and probably still not offend a lot of people with it. You know, so yeah, exactly. 
did you come up with the recipe for the, the, the current light lager or was that already in the works? No, there's a team of brewers here. I'm just one of them. Um, oh, okay. It's been, we've done so much work on this recipe. You would have never thought that this such a simple beer would be the hardest thing in the world to make. I've been making craft beer for a very long time. Um, I've never done as much research and development on the, on a beer than I had, than we have on this. Uh, well, it's crazy. When you're, when you're brewing a beer that's that transparent, and I think transparency is a big thing for you, you can't hide flaws anywhere. It's got to be right. Yeah. So that's, that's a, actually a, a good metaphor it for is. the brewery. And, and you guys dumped some batches when you first scaled up, correct? That yeah. it just, it's like, nope, this isn't where we want it to be. You know, it hurts yeah, to do. You, you shed out. a tear, right? Right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Spree, have you had a chance to get up on the brew deck? Have you done any brewing? Yeah, uh, I learned about it. I'm all I'm all about the learning the process of how it's made. So since I've been here, I've been always curious about science. So yeah, I've been up on a couple of brew decks. Have That's you fun. tried? Are you interested, or have you tried any home brewing at all? Um, I never tried it, but I've been around, like Cav said, Press. I've been around when Press was uh developing his skill set, and I know he's the level three Cicerone right now. Um, so I kind of been around watching him and learning as he learned from a distance. So um, I, I definitely interested in progressing and learning more. As I was thinking, that'd be an interesting uh, activity for folks to take home to, you know, their organizations, so to speak, their gang, you know, whatever, whatever is the appropriate term here. Uh, homebrewing. I mean, it's, it's something that's fun. And at the end of it, you have a product that you can be proud of, even if right. it doesn't turn out exactly Enjoy the way it. you want to. And I think that's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a possible, it's a thought I had while we were talking here. So, yeah. Anyway. That's with the beers there. We were taught you're talking kind of hinted at your collaboration that spree. Is there anything like for your palate or is anything that you think your community would enjoy in a beer that maybe isn't available right now? Um, honestly, if anything, it would be a lager. Like, I, I know we, at one point we said it was America's favorite beer. Honestly, it's not too hoppy. It's crushable. The community drinks a lot of lagers. If, if any beer comes to my mind. So I think, uh, it's the most approachable beer for for uh, the community sure yeah one that that everybody can get behind right so i assume that you've done some test batches of other styles too like you you do a little bit of that do you have like a uh uh like a test brew pilot uh, system pilot system yeah Yeah. Uh, not currently they did when they were developing Mm -hmm. i believe uh, before my time here a lot of focus uh, labs yeah yeah okay (laughs) gotcha (laughs) Uh, we have a 50 barrel brewery um with 200 300 uh, barrel tank Focus Labs, that's just an excuse to sit around and drink beer, right? I think that's it. You got to, it's like, oh, we got to work. We got to do some QC today. It's like, why are you bringing bags of Doritos into the QC? I need to focus, Tim. I I need these Doritos for focusing. It's a focus lab. It's a focus. Yeah. But that, you know, seriously on that note, though, we do talk about, like we were talking about getting the beer just right and not being able to hide anything. These little focus labs, I remember talking to one brewer about, a beer and they there was quite a bit of training that went in to tasting this one single beer to make sure it was where it needed to be and they knew how it tasted after three days at room temperature three days in refrigeration you know all this and they knew that if they pulled a random sample off of a shelf and the date was a month old they knew what that beer should taste like to make sure you know to keep the quality in there beer is serious business man it requires dedication it does absolutely You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back soon with more from True Colors Brewing.
Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's the perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to True Colors. Spree, when, when we were setting up this show, I was speaking with, with Megan, and she was sharing some information with me uh, about gangs and mentioned that the, the term organization is used kind of internally there rather than, than gang. We know what the media tells us about gang, violence, drug activity, and that. But with so many people involved, there has to be an appeal to that. What is the appeal that someone would join, you know, one of these organizations? Well, uh, when you're young, when you're adolescent, you know, coming up, a lot of times guys have broken homes. So I guess coming up in these communities, you're looking for a brotherhood. You're looking for something to belong to. And uh, you, you kind of get pushed into that coming up in these communities, looking for, you know, a father figure or a brother, or just a place to belong and be accepted. So it's always a group of guys um, that came together in the communities, whether it was uh, Bloods or Crips or GDs. And, you know, you kind of, as a kid, start to hang out with them and you get older and, um, you know, things get a little bit more serious, but it's, it's really a sense of belonging and just a sense of brotherhood. Are there, within the organization, is there a structure, a function of the groups there? Yeah, it de- definitely is. Uh, um, uh, from what I know, all organizations, uh, gangs have structure from the top down. Okay. So I'd read, or I, I saw somewhere, it was mentioned somewhere, that some of the, some of these gangs have, or organizations have, a kind of a written down, like, I don't know if it's a manifesto or a, a system of beliefs or a philosophy. Is that is that true? Like an actual, like a 60, 80 page book basically on their philosophy. Is it, is it that structured? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty extensive. Uh, you, you just got to, um, once you come into it, it's a lot of things you have to learn. Um, that there's a lot of good things um, about self-realization and community building and um, belief in self and love for your community. Um, so it's definitely pretty long. You, you, as you go up in rank, you have to learn more. Is is violence part of it, or is it a, what's the word I'm looking for? Does it just happen? I don't know the right word I'm looking for. Is is that, you know, a kind coincidence of part of it? Is what or, you're looking for. Or, just coincidental Yeah, violence? I don't think coincidence is the right yeah. word, just, uh, or a symptom uh, of, of the community or what have you. Excuse me, you kind of went out a little bit on yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm just, I, I'm not sure the way to word it. That, so we see 
What we see about gangs is the violence. We see when someone's shot. We see when there's a drug bust in there. Is is violence a part of it, or is it just a result of other things happening? Uh, I mean, it, with True Colors, the mission is to come together and end the gang violence. What is the root cause of that violence between the gangs? Well, I think we got to take into account that this is a generational issue we're dealing with. Um, in all organizations, you have good and bad. So, of course, there is violence that exists, but there is another side that's doing a lot of positive, too. I know a lot of homies that's in college, went to college, working jobs, played football, that's working in banks. You're just never going to be exposed to that side of games um, because, of course, it doesn't drive the narrative. But, um, it's yes, violence is a side of it, and, and we're fighting to, to change a lot of the uh, misconceptions about gangs. And it's really, I can't hit enough at this, that we're planting a seed. It's something that's been a generational issue in a lot of communities all over the U.S. for a long time. And, and we just want to change the narrative and change people's perspective on what's the root cause. And I think we all agree here at, um, there's no thing, I know we all agree here at True Colors that it is an economic issue in societal exclusion um, because we, we just don't have the resources and the know-how to um, get out of uh, these economic situations. And partnering up like we, we, we are doing here at True Colors gives us the opportunity to use this platform to speak more about um, the root issues that's, that's really causing this violence. So I, I know that uh, a lot of the people that work there are still involved actively on the, in these organizations, these gangs. Uh, what impact has their involvement in their membership in True Colors had on those gangs? Has it, have they made, has there been a noticeable positive impact on those, those organizations out, out there in the street? Yeah, just honestly, just True Colors existing changed the whole consciousness of the city. Just realizing that we got up here and we still who we are, but we speaking in the way we are as far as using our influence to change things. It changed the perspective of city officials. It changed the perspective of gangs families and really look at a, a new way of approaching an old problem. So it's affected my hood as far as my my homies tremendously because seeing me come out of federal prison and now I'm an assistant director of marketing and I got a car, I got a house, I got money. I always take this stuff back to them since I've been here. Yo, you guys get you a bank account. You guys ever heard of credit? They don't know. I teach them what I did to fix my credit. So a lot of that knowledge and understanding I gave to my hood and all the other leaders in here did the same. And I saw subtle changes to a lot of my homies. And I saw changes to a lot of people in the city just from us existing. So without a doubt, we, we've made a huge positive impact on um, what guys believe in themselves, like what they can accomplish um, and just changing their, their mentality when it comes to their own success and self-limiting beliefs. Just now, knowing something is possible is a huge impact on what people sure. are capable of doing. I have, I have noticed uh, time and time again, uh, it's something that's come up. So that's a very intriguing, a very intriguing yes, thing. I, I yeah. mean, there's something, uh, I've had family members who have had financial difficulties. And if you can't put a roof over your head, if you can't feed your kids, your thought process doesn't go much beyond what do I need to do to do these things? You the know. Marvel- yeah, survival mode. Yeah, just yeah, survival. You absolutely. can't think about saving for retirement. You can't think about, you know, lo- long-term savings and planning for that because you got to think of the here and now. Where's that next meal coming from? There's you no know, saving how- when you're starving. I mean, right. Really. Yeah. It's, you're just not. Absolutely. And, right. Now, Spree, you mentioned that 
you've seen the positive impacts on individuals and how they feel about themselves, how they carry themselves. How has it translated to the dealings between the gangs out there? Are you seeing it across? Are you seeing these individuals improved in several of the different gangs? And how's that impacting gang relationships? Well, I think people have to realize that uh, the structure of gangs definitely has changed throughout the years. So it's a lot. It's compartmentalized now. So um, we got way more opportunity to work with each other because of that, because it's click within click. But the leaderships here, once they see us come in this building and they see the uh, content on social media and they see how we moving and how we're personally um, getting better, it allows us to leave this building and still keep that connection with uh, rival gangs. And we've had a good relationship for the most part with the sets in um, Wilmington. So, you know, it just, I, I honestly, man, it's been surreal because I never would expect it guys to be open to change. And after all these years of us going back and forth and just seeing that they're tired of it, like, bro, we don't, you know, it's been a lot of sacrifices out here and sit at the table with these guys and hear them say, bro, we tired too. If there was a way right. we would take it, but this is rare what we're getting offered. And, um, the, you know, people just looking for a way out. That's, that's all. What's next for true colors. What's the next step or, of the mission well uh, right now we, we're focused on the beer we're trying to get the beer out because that's that's what pays the bills and allows us to do what we're doing but we're looking to expand in several other states and uh we're just excited about partnering up with like-minded organizations that want to change the perspective on what we're dealing with and a lot of organizations are um coming to us and you know just offering to partner up and do something about it because this is a platform to speak on it and and unify and you know let people know it ain't about racism and all these uh many facets of things that's causing divisiveness with us it's about coming together and really um hitting this thing full on and and we're looking at a lot of partnerships and a lot of celebrity partnerships and it's just awesome man we we, it's a bright future ahead of us that's awesome that's a good point i'm surprised i'm surprised you don't already have some celebrity partnerships this is a great sounding well, they, mission. They already said they're not telling us everything. Oh, that's so maybe that's true. You, don't, you don't know what they're working well, on well, back there. I mean, beyond right. Miller Coors, you weren't counting them as a celebrity I'm partnership. Not. I was oh, not okay. counting right. them. No, yeah, but, not at all. Yeah, yeah. It's, I was I was curious because the idea occurred to me. Is there, I guess it's probably not the case, but do you have situations where you're friends in the brewery and then enemies in the street, or is it not like that at all anymore? At, at one point it was, but you got way more friends than, than enemies these times around. We've been, we've been kind of. You know, we've been making it, you know, real transparent with the community. We all about transparency and authenticity. We want them to know that we're genuine and, and we're on the front lines really trying to figure out how to do this thing. And, and uh, it's time really for us to kind of step up as community leaders and, and use this platform to let people know we're not who you think we are. And uh, we just want an opportunity to, you know, educate and enlighten people on what's really going on. Fantastic. Awesome. Spree, Kevin, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate it, sharing the story. Spree, if people want to find out more about True Colors Brewing, what's the best way for them to do that? You can go on trucolors.co or True Colors Brew on all our social media platforms, and everybody can follow us and uh, subscribe to our newsletter, and, you know, you can be in tune with us. Awesome. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week, Brian. We're going to be talking Michigan beer history. Uh, We thank you for tuning in for more craft beer news. Follow us on the socials. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.